Hey, burned out creatives. Did you know that the fastest way to reach your dreams is to move toward them with consistency, slay your demons of self-doubt, and keep moving toward that horizon? In other words, you have to run like hell toward happy. I'm your host, Caitlin Liz Fisher, and I am here to uplift stories of creativity, small and large, stories about passion, helpful advice to break down those barriers, that self-doubt, to kick imposter syndrome in the face, because the world needs you. The world needs your creativity. The world needs your passion. The world needs more of us hurtling toward the things that bring us joy and make us happy because that's what being human is about. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Happy Friday. Today, I have on a very fun guest, and we're going to be talking about how to create while the world is burning and chaotic and terrifying and turning to shit. Uh, So joining me today is Tamara Protasso. I did it. I pronounced it. We had to practice a lot. We did it. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Tamara is a nonfiction writing coach, accountability coach, and course creator. So we have that in common. She specializes in developing nonfiction books with purpose-driven writers and holding space where creative inspirations become reality. Tamara has developed and edited books with over 50 authors that's a lot of authors, including (laughs) Denise Duffield Thomas, Leonie Dawson, and Lisa Lister, and has edited both freelance for self-published authors as well as for Hay House UK. Her favorite working space is the writing and creating incubators she runs where her clients bring their heartfelt inspirations into reality through listening to their intuitive answers to the simple question, what is the next step? Tamara lives in the hills outside Melbourne, Australia, with her partner, two teenagers, dog, two cats, and five chickens. And we, of course, had pet comparison notes already. Um, so, hi. Hello. Let's, hello. Let's hello. Everything I missed. Yeah, say hi. Yeah, hi, everyone. Um, and I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, pet conversations, it's a must. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta compare pets before you record a podcast. That's the law. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> also, Tamara is coming to us from tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> being in Australia, I had the the little mind fuck of it's like five p.m. my time and seven a.m. tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> my time. So, yeah. Wow. I know. Beaming at you from the future here. It's, I know. Yeah. Like time is meaningless. Totally, totally, totally. I mean, the Earth being a sphere. Seriously. What is that? <laughs> no, I recently uh, watched a documentary about flat earthers, like speaking of the earth oh. being a sphere. And I was really trying to like understand where they were coming from. But every time like they said something, I'm like, that would be explained if it were a sphere. <laughs> I so often have those conversations purely because I do work with people all over the world and time zones are a thing. Mm-hmm. And like when someone's like, but but you weren't there at XYZ my time. I'm like, that's because the world is round. <laughs> like, yeah. It's- yeah. And, you know, we just got it wrong. This is the time of year that it all goes wrong because different time zones are changing from summertime to 
you know, non-summertime and we're about to go to summertime. So it all goes out the window. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so much fun. We do our daylight saving time in October, I think. Mm. So my favorite season is fall until that day. Like, <laughs> very short window there. Very short. It window. is. It's a very short window. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, let's talk creativity. Let's talk. I love, let's just start with your question. What's the next step and the intuitive process process of that? Because I am a very intuitive coach myself, especially when working with creatives. I encourage people to like listen to their inside voice because they know, they know what they want to be doing and creating. And then my work is helping them get out of their own way so that they can actually follow that dream oh yeah absolutely I I, like I'm right there with you um because I was going to say most of the work I do with people is helping them just get out of their own way Mm -hmm. like just get out of your way get out of your own way what do we need to do to 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 actually clear that path out because yeah we are just so bombarded with all the things like from when we are tiny of you know what we should be doing we should be doing this we should be acting this way we should be um you know productive we should be like you know polite and smiling and pretty and you know like every single should gets piled on us from when we are tiny um and especially if we're not of the um male presenting persuasion of person and um and even even you know even men get fucked by patriarchy like let's yep. just face it um you sure know every, everyone gets fucked by patriarchy this is a favorite saying in our groups yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's the patriarchy again oh dear all right i love it i love it yeah. one of my favorite phrases is we don't hustle in this family <laughs> hey, oh, i like, love that <laughs> and, and hustle hustle comes out so much like we try to even hustle our rest like okay well i sat down for five minutes and so now i can get right back to it right like i'm done resting like no no it takes longer than that yeah yeah you, hustle. So <laughs> you cannot hustle your rest you're right so yeah so much of what we do um you know people come to me mostly to write books but most of what we do like 50 percent at least of what we do is unpacking why we haven't written yet mm-hmm. and clearing the way to getting on with it um and you know it can it's it takes time to unpack all that you know people are like oh well, you know i want to be like finished my xyz chapters next week and i'm like okay you give that a go like give it a go give it a red hot go go on and you know next week comes and they're like oh i got about a paragraph done and i'm like yeah I'm so sorry, but there's a lot to unpack before you clear the pipes, you know. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, yeah, so once that mindset piece is done, like once, and it's never done done, but once there's enough cleared, there's usually, you know, that's when the next step really comes into its own and people can just kind of start rolling and once the momentum's there, it's off. But I find if we're still clearing all that stuff, all those, you know, shoulds and reasons why you can't and, you know, even self-sabotage moments like just, oh, I don't have the time. I can't find the time. It's Mm -hmm. like, wow, okay, we, you know, we're stuck between I've got this idea that won't go away and the 
I can't, I don't have time of the hustle capitalist blah blah and we're in the middle with all this tension because we we desperately want to do the thing we want to write the book we want to create the creative thing um but we're we're telling ourselves we can't because we've internalized so much of that stuff so even then it's like okay well what's the next tiny step we can take what's what's gonna just ease that ease those like walls out a little bit to create that space yeah so you know oh like I had um someone right at the beginning um she she was like I don't even know if I've got a book to write and I'm like well I am so sorry but if you are talking to me you have a book to write like this is (laughs) you know I set that intention years ago that if people were coming to me they had books that needed to be out there in the world so I'm like well if you found me and you're talking to me then you actually do have a book so I have news firstly (laughs) um but you know so she actually just started listening making time to listen to just different little lessons in my courses or whatever while she was hanging the washing out Mm -hmm. yeah and so just making just kind of going oh I'm just going to like not just hang the washing I'm going to actually like use it for some time and then she progressed to like sitting down and listening or listening while she went for a walk for her own like well-being and so it was such little subtle steps so quite often we want to take that really big step and it needs to be our own inner knowing will be like oh that's just gonna like really push my buttons I'm just gonna run away I'm gonna not want to do it but, you know, um, if we just ease it just gently, just gently, softly, softly, you know, um, it's quite often gets us more traction. It gets it gets a little more um, movement, I've found anyway. I don't know how yeah, it is I, when you work with I, people. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage people to take just like a very small step if they can because the next – year is going to pass whether or not you're writing or not you know whether or not I said or not twice it's fine (laughs) whether or not you are painting whether or not you are journaling every day like whatever the thing is that you want to do and I have my clients do a 10-year vision Mm. and they hate it because they're like I don't know what I'm I don't know what's going to be in 10 years and I'm like but what do you want in 10 years and then what little teeny tiny thing what little small choice do you make today that creates that 10-year vision Mm. because 10 years will pass like 2032 is coming you know (laughs) so in 2032 what do you want like I would love to have a best-selling book oh yeah amazing great dream Great dream, right? Because my existing book has sold less than a thousand copies, right? So we're not we're not on a bestseller list. That's pretty cool for me because most like indie writers don't, I don't think, probably sell a thousand copies. So yeah, I'm proud right number. I love that number. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I'm I'm helping other people write their books now. I have a 90 day goal incubator and I started it as just like any goal, bring me any goal and I will help you achieve a 90 day portion of it. And then the only people I was getting were writers. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm a writer. I'm attracting writers. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. 
wordsmithing is happening. So now it's like my 90 day uh, writing incubator rather than like an anything Mm. incubator. But what has come up for people is like, oh, how do I like stay on task with this when like life is coming at me really fast? Like big chaotic life changes, you know, or like I can't think about writing because I'm dealing with all this other stuff. And so I've had some clients who like had to press pause and they're like, like, I, I can't do it right now. And then other clients who were like clawing their way through it. They're like, I'm getting something done, <laughs> even though everything sucks right now. So like, and that brings us into the topic of sort of like while the world burns. So whether that's on a personal level, like your personal sky is falling because it happens. We have bad seasons, you know, um, versus like just being so aware and connected through social media and the news of just everything going on in the world that is hard and scary and bad. Mm. Mm. We can almost feel selfish for wanting to be creative or wanting to sell a product or service online when other people like can't afford rent, you know? I went yeah. through that myself. I was like, oh, I can't possibly, I can't possibly start a business right now and ask people to buy from me. Yeah. It, it was right at the beginning of COVID, like when I was starting my coaching practice. And I was like, oh no, this is not the time to be a coach. I need to be a coach when everyone in the world is rich and can can hire me. Apparently COVID, <laughs> COVID stopped me. I'm glad that I had a coach at the time. And she was like, uh, you want to, you want to work on that? So yeah. So yeah, I'd love to get your take on that. What, what about that thing that like stops us? Like, no, no, the the world being chaotic is like time to be quiet and and slow down and not make any noise. Because I say no, like light it on fire, like let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I am a hundred percent with you. When, when either like your your life or the world or both are like on fire, just things just keep coming at you and you go, yep, yep, okay, yep, no, I'm all right, I'm all right. And then the next day there's something else and you go, ooh, and then you expand a little bit more and you go, yep, yep, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. Like having a creative outlet is 100% necessary. Like, you know, not only for yourself, like there's a couple of, like there's just so much in this (laughs) that I want to say it all at once but I'll just I'll just start with the self and expand out into the world um you know like yes sometimes pressing pause is 100% necessary like I want to start with that and just go you know it is totally valid to just go I need all of my attention for keeping myself going and sane and I need that time for sleeping or resting or dealing with X, Y, Z, you know, that's 100% valid and just going into a holding pattern is okay. Like just want to say that um, to start with. But if you do have that fire and if you are, you know, um, feeling something about your situation, um, then having that creative outlet is actually a really um, healing and it's like a lifeline. So, you know, I know people who art journal and just, um, you know, express themselves on a page. Um, I do a, I do a traveling art journal with a couple of friends and we each have a little like 
notebook and we do some art in there and then we send it to the next person in the circle and it just goes around and around and um, that's a really great thing because, you know, it means I'm not attached to what I've done. I've just, you know, expressed myself on the page and out it's gone and I feel so much better because it grounds me, it allows me to process my experience um, and then I just I send it on and of course they're trusted friends of course you know they can receive whatever I've put in there um, but it it really does give a thread of um, centeredness and groundedness and I think that's super important for us if we're going through something you know it's a little bit like just um, writing journaling or uh, you know having a cup of tea with a friend and having a chat like it's it's that kind of grounding force however if you then look at the world and go holy crap this is a situation where I don't know how much worse it can get and then the news the next day shows you how much worse it can get and that just keeps happening and and you have a a fire in you and a rage in you and a and a, a an urge to express that then to me, that is what, that is the creative fire. That is something wanting to come through you and actually be out there in the world to give other people hope, to give other people um, a thread to hold on to. So, you know, I quite often get filled with feminist rage, um, just purely existing as a person in the world yeah. <laughs> who identifies as a woman. And I am just, you know, so quite often, like, I have um, writing accountability calls and, like, you know, I'm writing my nonfiction book anyway, but sometimes on our um, writing accountability calls, I'll be like, you know, today I just have to write from the place of feminist rage and I just, I've just got to get it out. I have to get it out. Um, and, you know, quite often that needs to go, you know, it can't just sit on my hard drive. Like quite often that needs to go on like Medium or on my blog or, um, you know, as a social media post. Like it's it's just got to get out there somewhere and those tend to be the posts. Those tend to be the like blog posts or whatever I send it out to my list and they're the ones that get people replying and going, oh, my gosh, I needed to hear that today. I needed to hear that you know I you know how do you how like quite often it is how do you justify what you do when the world is in such a state and it's it's thinking about and answering that question so for whatever topic you're feeling inspired to write about there's someone out there who needs to hear it that's mm -hmm. one of the basic things that I work with with people is if you've got a spark of inspiration there's someone out there who has wished that someone would do something in that area, you know, and that us not acting on that inspiration, you know, if we're creatively blocking ourselves, if we're just there going, no, 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 I need to hustle, I need to, I need to, I need, I need, I, I should be this, that or the other thing, like we're actually not allowing that other person who's wished for this to get what they need. So for me, the creative urge is a service as well as a um, an expression of ourselves. I really love that. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It always it always makes me go, oh my gosh, that is exactly what 
<laughs> I'm about. <laughs> yeah, it is. And mm. I have found that. So I, I came to like my, my current present life from a marketing career. So I was a full-time mm-hmm. content manager. So I was writing blogs with SEO keywords and I was writing a whole social media calendar, like months, even quarters in advance because, you know, I worked for a greenhouse and we plant content is not really topical, really. I'm just like, hey, here's plants. Here's a pun <laughs> with plant names in it. And, you know, that was easy to sort of plan and create on a calendar. And so I was doing that same thing, trying to teach about intuition and creativity and like joy and stuff. And I was like, why does this all feel fake? And so I stopped. I stopped uh, planning my posts in advance in April. And sometimes that means I post several times a day. And sometimes I go a few days without posting, like, for instance, on Instagram or wherever, wherever I'm at. I'm most active on Facebook, but I like Instagram because it's pretty. Mm. And I like TikTok because it's just kind of like fun to play around with a platform that I'm not familiar with yet. But when I just show up, you know, like when I have an idea and I'm like, oh, go write a post about it. Go, go do that. And it can be really short or it can be just funny. Like I just went out for sushi and I said, guess who didn't drop any soy sauce on their titties? And some, like, I got so many people <laughs> on that post being like, oh my God, so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, I never in a thousand years would have pre-planned that. But <laughs> you can't just, plan that. <laughs> so just sort of allowing myself to like be a person and not have to be like this sort of more corporate pre-planned quarterly perfect content production farm has resulted for me in a lot more authentic connection with people yeah and I've gotten that feedback a lot of like I really needed to see this today and somebody the other day actually commented on TikTok they said like the algorithm brought me to this this one and like I didn't know who they were. It was like a new person that I hadn't met yet. And so I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like the internet's working. Like the internet is taking yeah. what, I, what I'm saying to the people who want and need it. Mm. And yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is the crucial piece. I think. Yeah. It's, it's just so, um, I don't know. I think it also gets us out of our heads Um, which is really necessary when you're creating. Like you can't be there going, oh, look at me, I'm doing the writing, oh, or whatever painting, creating, you know, whatever creations you're doing. You can't be like, here I am doing the thing. I'm, look at me, look at me, oh, that line, look at that line. You know, like you can't, it's not the space that you can actually, and it's really hard sometimes to get out of that, um, out of that sort of self-watching, you know, that, that yeah. feeling. And it and it's quite often creation happens in a in a little bubble, like you're by yourself. You know, the the stereotypical writing person is, you know, by themselves in a room, kind of tapping away, looking wistfully out the window, like right. you know, it's it's dark, there's a, a whiskey. <laughs> exactly. Having great thoughts, you know. Um, and so often, um, it's really not. It's, it's stolen moments where you're like, I have five minutes. You know, if if you're if you've got loads of commitments, sometimes it's like, 
oh, quick, write that down. Or if you've given yourself time, it's just like sitting there staring at the blank screen in front of you going, crap, crap, I feel like I'm writing, I feel like I'm typing with oven mitts on, like this is really terrible, you know. That was this week for me. I write Mm -hmm. once a week on my novel. I call it Novel Day. I write on Wednesday morning. And this trilogy came to me in the shower once and I turned the shower off and went for a notebook. I was like, I have, I have to write it down. One day I will find the notebook it's in and the page will be wet and I will frame it. Ah. But I like, I had this whole idea and I'm like, I got to write that. And then of course it's become a, a trilogy now. I'm like midway through the second book of it. Um, the plot of the third book just came to me in the kitchen a couple days ago. Oh, I love this. The Ooh. parts, like some people, like authors. So I, I, I do more like writing community on Twitter than anywhere else. And people will be like, oh, my characters are doing this. And like, I didn't plan that. And I'm like, what do you mean you didn't plan that? No, they do things. Yeah. They go off book. <laughs> like, And it's it's so crazy to me how much of a life like the book takes mm. my nonfiction book didn't do that because my nonfiction book didn't have characters in chaos but <laughs> writing fiction for me has been an incredible process but this week it just it just was not really flowing yeah. I don't know if I was distracted or if I you know my coffee hadn't kicked in yet or like whatever but it did it felt like typing with oven mitts like I'm like, man, I had to have hit like at least like 1500 words, like 700 and something. <laughs> oh, I think but I think that's an experience everyone can relate to. I mean, you know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are those progress. weeks and it's, it's progress. And I think the, the great thing about, um, you know, having a community like your 90 day kind of incubator and the, the like writing sort of membership thing that I I run and write alongside people in is just the fact that you know when we check in there there's going to be someone having a great day like there's going to be someone going oh my gosh I managed to get away for like an hour before the call and I've like written and written I've written 2,000 words and I'm in love with it and oh my gosh you know there'll be someone on a roll and there'll be someone else going oh I'm the exact opposite I've tried to write this week and I've made time and I've faithfully sat down and did it and and but it was really hard and so they but I think over time we get to see that we all have those times and it becomes normal and so what I've found over time is that people will be instead of going so therefore I'm giving up (laughs) people will be like well I guess like I just wait it out and I'll probably be different next week. It just yeah. gives that little bit of perspective because they've had the good times too and that they yes. know that it's not a constant, even though we wish it was. We all want to feel like we're flying, you know. We just yes. want to always capture that feeling and never let it go and just, you know, create off into the sunset. But for whatever reason, it doesn't always happen and Sometimes, like, you know, quite often I'm like, okay, well, if it's feeling really stuck, how about you just stop? (laughs) Like, stop punishing yourself by making yourself sit there like you've got like 750 words or 35 words or whatever. Like, just you've done some stuff. Like, 
if you really want to keep going on your book, then there's heaps of other jobs you can do. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, write your back cover blurb, research other books in the same genre so that you can look at what people expect from a cover, like decide what you, what colors you really like, like decide if you want graphic elements inside the book, start fiddling around with those. Like there's heaps and heaps and heaps of jobs on books that you can do that isn't actually writing the words. Um, Yeah. So sure. you, sometimes I'll go onto Pinterest and I'll make like little inspiration boards for each character. Oh, I'm like, that's lovely. Just, just yeah, need, yeah. I just want to put some visuals together. Mm. Uh, I made a book trailer um, and put it on TikTok. Like that was super fun. Yes, yes, um, all of that stuff. It's just yeah. you know, it's all still working on your book. Um, and you know, it's really interesting how you were saying, oh yeah, my nonfiction book didn't ha- didn't do this. Um, it's so odd, but so many nonfiction books do. Like people will go, oh, right, I'm writing this book. It's on X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera, and we plan it out. And then partway through they go, oh, it just showed me it expanded. Oh, it's bigger on the inside. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and it just like, you know, so and it gets, I guess it gets bigger and richer. So suddenly they realize where the threads all come together and go, oh, oh, I need a heap more in here and this is going to help someone more. And that's where we come back to um, that self-conscious thing I was talking about. It's, it's kind of helped by remembering this is actually like an answer to someone else's wish. You know, this is, this is actually yes. a service to someone. Like a fiction book, that is such a, like, great service like people want to be entertained people want to escape reality for a bit like that is such a gift like I read a heck of a lot of fiction like I read so much and I love it because it takes me out of whatever I am feeling doing experiencing particularly when the world is on fire when it's going to hell in a handbasket I'm like and it's time for a bath and book that is me no one can disturb that I am ignoring everything and I'm diving in here and I don't care what's happening outside my door right now like yes yeah so I I also teach um not work life balance but I teach work life play rest balance Because we need things that are just for joy and pleasure and fun. We need the play. And we also need rest that is actually restorative. So, like, not just, oh, I stayed up super late writing my book. And so I only get, like, five hours of sleep a night. But it's fine. I feel fine. I'm like, you don't feel fine. You have a Red Bull addiction. (laughs) You're not fine. My partner, who doesn't listen to this podcast... (laughs) like like i know i know you're hitting two red bulls a day some days like no that's not rest like rest is rest is saying like no i am closing the door i am sitting in the bathtub i have a book i got candles i got a face mask i got tea or wine or whatever your thing is like the animals cannot come in here (laughs) like no my one time my ex-husband came in to like I don't know, fake concern about me or something and left the bathroom door open when I was taking a bath and all the cats Whoa. came in and I had candles and oh, like, no. I'm trying to read. I'm like, what? Shut the door, man. 
like not restful no very (laughs) much not restful you've now taken my rest and made it work because now i have to manage all these freaking animals um yeah but also like the dichotomy of like creativity so when i'm painting painting for me is play but writing for me is work both Mm -hmm. are creative but they i engage with them differently and so like it doesn't feel like guilty for me to paint necessarily you know like i'm not like the world is burning and so i cannot be creative in this way um like the the world burning really comes out when i'm i guess trying to like write something like say i feel inspired like you said like feminist rage is is pouring out of me today so i'm gonna write a blog about it and I personally, as a white person, get stuck in my head and I'm like, am I the voice that needs to be telling this? And it's like, man, just, just write it. Just be creative. Just get it out in the world. Like you're not, you're not acting like you're the sole authority on feeling burnt out by the world right now. Like, so, you know, I wrote about, I did a blog when uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned in the U.S. That was huge. That was, that's bad. Right. Massive. Sent out an email to my email list and I was like, nothing is fine. Like, Hey, I'm here coming to you on a Wednesday or whatever. Like I normally write you on Mondays, but I just want you to know that like, this is bad and nothing's okay. And like, it's mm-hmm. okay if you are having any emotion. Yeah. And I got people writing back and there was just like, thank you. Thank goodness. Someone said it. Right. Yeah. Like somebody, yeah. somebody said it to me. Like I needed this. I needed to receive permission to be scared or angry or mm-hmm. sad. Like, any Mm. anything and like why not you why not your creativity why not your words and your work like yes the world is awful so be a source of light back in 2016 um when you had that infamous election over there um it it reverberated around the world and i remember writing like just everyone watched in disbelief over here just going what the hell is going on and we were all everyone was scared and everyone was angry and everyone was you know we 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 went through that with you you know uh, not not in the same way obviously because we're at a distance but um I just remember so many people feeling in despair over here as well and you know I I I remember so clearly writing a blog post that said right this is your sign you have to stand up you have to stand up out of the darkness or don't not have to I don't like the have to word but you know if you are feeling some form of like you know energetic emotion like stand up say something this is this is where we have to stand up because um you know my uh my background is my grandparents were um uh, prisoners of war and in concentration camps in the Second World War. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I, I'm just here by by pure accident that they survived those things. And, you know, my grandmother, my baba, um, she just always told stories, you know, and she all she told stories about that time from when I was very small, but she really calibrated them for children, you know. So it was it was like sort of the the brothers grim fairy tales you know they they were scary stories but they were also stories um but 
what really struck me as I got older is that she talked about the people who stood up. She talked about the people who kept that flame of hope alive. And that really informs a lot of my thinking in this area. Just if you, even if your version of standing up while the world burns is having a conversation with your neighbour and making that connection with someone, that can be enough. You know, it's it's it doesn't have to be a viral blog post or social media post or whatever. It can be enough just to make a connection with another person because that's how we survive. Yes. And that to me sort of underpins a lot of what I do. It's like this is this is the time to stand up. That's why back in 2016 that that blog post it got the most replies I've ever had. And I didn't even know my dad was on my list. <laughs> oh, so you know, I sent this thing out and it was about, you know, now now is the time to stand up. Now, you know, stand up, the forces of darkness are alive. Like we don't want the conditions that happened prior to Second World War happening again. Like we need to have our voices out there. We need to be heard and um, and stuff. And even my dad who never, like, you know, he'll talk on the phone or in person but he never replies to emails. He he replied to that email and was like, "This is like he's very very he's not a verbose man." So he was like, "This was a good one," and that's it. That's all I got. And I was like, "Wow, that must have done something." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, okay." Um, yeah. Then I went through a whole period where I felt like I couldn't be visible because my dad was watching. So guess who's not on my list anymore? Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I am so sorry. I, he he wouldn't have noticed. I email him, you know, just occasionally going, this is what I'm doing, just to keep him happy. But, you know, yeah. and that's created, that's looking after me. It's creating conditions where I can continue to do my, my work in the world without feeling like I'm being scrutinized all the time. Yeah. And again, so important for creativity. So yeah. yes, definitely. Mm. The a lot of what my clients have dealt with and even myself is feeling like I don't like we're going to get something wrong like if we stand up, mm. we're going to get we're going to get called out, like we're going to we're going to misstep, we're going to somehow do it wrong and feel bad and guilty and shamey. And so we're like pre-shaming ourselves into never standing up. Mm. And I'm like, you know, we're going to, let's see, this episode, we're recording on September 1st mm-hmm. or September 2nd, depending on if you're in Ohio or Australia. Um, but this episode's going to come out later in October, actually. So mm-hmm. um, previous to this episode, we'll have some on like cancel culture and call outs and things like that. And like, um, like how to stand up for causes online without sort of like this self-censorship problem so it will be discussed before this episode but it's so interesting to me like I, pl- I planned this season to be like discrete topics right but no they're all they're all part of it yeah. and that's why I go with themes so that like the theme of this season is like the renaissance like art and creativity coming from a dark age mm, totally yeah like so yes stand up yes make noise yes light it up like burn it down whatever metaphor we're doing right now um you know be a bright shiny light and like be willing to get it wrong a little like be willing to 
have to learn. Like everything is a learning process. Writing a book is a learning process. Learning to paint, learning to draw, like mm-hmm. it's all learning process. I can't draw faces. I can't draw hands. So when I do paintings, they're very artfully, you don't see faces or hands. Like, because <laughs> I haven't learned that yet. <laughs> you yeah, know, I love that. Being willing to be an amateur or beginner at something or even just not an absolute master of the content, like Hmm. the way social media and the internet is, we, we kind of like expect perfection, but that doesn't exist and it's not possible. So you're so right. You're so right. And, you know, like you said, mistakes are how we learn and if you put something out and you know someone has a problem with it you've made a mistake you learn you go oh thank you for letting me know i'm going to go and learn about that like you know i'm going to like take responsibility for um what i have what i've said or what i've written or what i've done um you know not putting the burden of educating yourself on someone else, like actually just going, oh, that was a blind spot for me. I I actually didn't realise I'm going to go and do this. And then you come back and do it better. Like you come back and go, you know, okay, I've, I've learned things. This is, this is, you know, my change here. This is, this is my growth. This is where I am now. Um, And I'm sorry for that. You know, it's, it's about. I think that that's the goal. Like when, when a call out happens, um, we actually saw it recently with Lizzo's new album and then immediately followed by Beyonce's new album. Yeah. Both had the word spaz in their lyrics Mm -hmm. and spaz in the U S just sort of means like, like kind of wacky crazy. Um, but spaz in the UK and possibly also Australia, because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Um, like is very specifically a slur used for people with, um, spastic something, I think like cerebral palsy. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's like actually like a medical ableist slur. Mm. And yeah. so there was a whole lot of backlash and Lizzo just changed the lyric it was like, yep. I didn't know. And now I know. And I'm sorry. And I fixed it. And Beyonce, same exact thing. Like those albums came out within one mm. to two weeks of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that with so much interest purely yes. because of the response. I was like, wow. yes. And so you see, like, you'd see some people being like, well, it's still mm, mm, blah, blah, blah. Lizzo should have known better. And it's like, you're just, you're just being mad now. You're just being yeah. mad to be mad. Like, is it because she's black? Is it because she's fat? Like, you want to talk about it? Yeah, because she did exactly what you say that you want people to do when they are shown like this problem. So yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, just speaking of like creating while the world burns, how many amazing albums have come out since like 2020? Right, like we're in this COVID pandemic. I would never be like Beyonce, you need to stop because there's a pandemic. Yeah, no, Beyonce is bringing joy to the people. Yeah, like. I have been waiting for a new Lizzo album forever. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) And just, I would never begrudge them, their creativity and making money during a pandemic. So like, why would I do it to me, a small business who like needs money to buy groceries? Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. And, you know, they weren't immediately born that 
big and successful either. Like they had to have their, I guess we call it a creative apprenticeship. Like you kind of, you don't start there, (laughs) you know, or it's very, very rare. I I actually did know in high school one, um, we were all in art class, you know, drawing like very, like painting very simple fish two-dimensionally and there was just this one guy who just (laughs) we're like paint a fish and he just did this perfect like scales the whole the shine like very gifted artist is is now an artist as well um you know and just has continued but he was very gifted but that that's like so rare (laughs) everyone else just needs to do their little creative apprenticeship you know the Mozarts of this world will just do their thing but you know everyone else is like okay I'm just typing with oven mitts on today or you know painting with the brush and it's okay yeah it's okay to be a beginner I love talking about um Stephen King's railroad spike of rejection letters I love that so much like he's Stephen King he's (laughs) he is well regarded as like one of the greatest authors And he got a lot of rejections. So many rejections. That yeah. His book on writing is just one that I um reference over and over and over again because he's like, you know, yeah, you you can have talent, but then you have to have craft. You have to do the time. Like you yeah. just gotta work it. Work on it, work on it, work on it. It's yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Yep. No matter what the world's doing, like oh. if if there's a talent within you, if there's a dream within you, if there's a creativity and a passion within you, like, yeah, no matter what the world looks like, you got to do that. We had cave paintings way back in the day. Like art and creativity and storytelling is part of humanity. And I think it comes out brilliantly when we really need the hope of that. Mm, yeah, a hundred percent. I, ah, oh, you just keep, you know, every every time you say something, I'm like, ah, oh, that's just what I was thinking. Um, because yeah, I I often say, you know, we are storytelling animals, whether that's through words or pictures or or song or whatever we we're doing, we are telling each other stories, and quite often they're the stories that, um, you know, make us feel something and. You know, for me, it's always about that connection. It connects us to other people. And that is basically what being human is. You know, we we just try and get through together. And if we can help other people get through by our own creativity or we help ourselves get through, then that's what it's for. You know, that's yeah. that's what it's for. You know, people are like, that well, is... why should I do this thing? I'm like, because you're human. Because <laughs> it connects with other people because you have art and passion like even if you just if you take red paint and you just swipe it across a canvas like that's that's art it is congrats you did it yes you know like yeah it doesn't have to be highbrow it doesn't have to be impressionism like you don't have to be picasso and even picasso wasn't picasso until he was picasso like (laughs) so, so yes the, the resounding uh, theme of this episode is like make stuff because world is bad. Yeah. Because make stuff helps us feel good. Yeah. And because really human. Simplify. And because human, you know. Because human. human. We've been making stuff since we arrived 
however that happened. Like, we just need to keep making stuff. Yes. Mm. I love it. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it has been an absolute pleasure and just so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for getting up early tomorrow morning to record this with me tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So um, tell us where we can find you online. And if, you know, if you're promoting anything, I think you mentioned an accountability membership. So tell us the deets on, on how to work with you. If any aspiring writers who maybe don't vibe perfectly with me and vibe with you. Yeah, like I was, was going to say, well, Caitlin's right here. <laughs> yeah, like I'm here. I know. They hear my shit all the time. <laughs> that's fine. Um, Yeah, you can check out my website, which is tamaraprotesso.com, um, and that's got all my stuff on it. Or I'm also Facebook, which is at Tamara Protesso, um, and spelling will be in the show notes here somewhere. Um, sure <laughs> and I'm on Instagram as uh, at book.write.now, and that's right as in w-r-i-t-e so yeah i'm on insta as well yeah and um i don't know i i the membership you were mentioning that's um book right now with me which is um where i write my book alongside other authors writing theirs and that's just monthly membership we do weekly calls where we write and one call a month where we talk and check in about our books i like it Mm, but that's that's you know it's all findable Websites, socials. Yep, blah, blah. I'll, I will point. I will point them to the links in the show notes. So, thank you. again, thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, it as I said, absolute pleasure, and you're so welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode and spending this time with me today. I would love to keep in touch personally to keep the energy flowing. The place to be is my email list. So check out the link in the show notes to get on the list for weekly pep talks and the latest ways to up-level your creative confidence. You'll get some free goodies too. Until next time, remember to drink water and do something fun today.